Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Andrew Irving from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. Welcome to the summer break repeats of the best of Alternative News from 2015. We're very happy to have Bert Blackburn, who is a CICD member, supporter and major donator to the CICD. Bert was the CEPU Communication, Electrical and Plumbing Union National Assistant Secretary of the Communication Division. Bert is active in a number of areas, including the Conwac Farmers Coal Seam Gas Organisation. He's a member of the Unitarian Church and a committee member of the Church's Social Justice Action Group. Welcome today, Bert. Thanks very much, Andrew. The coal seam gas issue has been a long-running dispute with the community and it's very much an international as well as national campaign. Can you give us an up-to-date summary of how the campaign is going nationally and in Victoria? Sure, Andrew. Well, look, can I first say that the anti-coal seam gas movement is still very strong and determined to fight both here in Victoria and, in fact, across Australia. We were deeply saddened by the untimely death of George Bender, the Queensland farmer who uh, had fought so courageously against the uh, setting up of 18 wells on his property. Uh, His family uh, has vowed to keep up the campaign against uh, this sort of unconventional gas mining in his memory, and we're all very much inspired by the family's strength and dignity. Now, here in Victoria, Andrew, the state government has set up another inquiry into this type of mining, and this is a cross-party committee of upper house members. The uh, terms of reference are really quite broad and go from the financial impacts on the state to the question of health, safety and the environment. Now, here in Victoria, we're fortunate compared to other states in that we still have the opportunity to stop the industry before it gets established in Victoria. The experience of uh, coal seam gas mining elsewhere in Australia and in fact overseas shows that the industry has very serious uh, negative impacts on farming, water and the wider environment. Now this inquiry, the report is due by late November, early December and any recommendations will need to be considered by the state government uh, in early 2016. Now, in terms of the Lock the Gate anti-coal seam gas group, we want a permanent ban on all onshore unconventional gas drilling in Victoria, but um, we want to make it absolutely clear we will continue the fight, uh, whatever the outcome of the inquiry. With regard to this new inquiry, have the uh, anti-coal seam gas people in the community been given any indication of what the objective of this inquiry is, or is it just to update people's knowledge of what's you know about the industry itself or is there some other objective well it's a fairly as i said it's a fairly broad uh, set of parameters of the inquiry which looks at the financial impact on the state uh, that's one aspect and obviously the um, the companies are pushing that uh, in fact you know it's absolutely critical to the um, to the future of the state to have this sort of mining apply 
that's at one end, and at the other end is the question of you know, the environmental aspects on the water and, and uh, you know, the health of the community and so forth. So I think that look, there's a number of things hovering around the back there. I think there's all sorts of lobby groups uh, putting their oars in the water, but um, we'll have to wait and see. And as I say, um, whatever the outcome, um, the groups across Victoria, and in particular our group down here in Gippsland, well, we're, we're saying that it shouldn't go ahead based on the experience, you know, both interstate and uh, internationally. I know in speaking to you before that um, the people down in Gippsland uh, have been very enthusiastic, very active, have been able to organise big events to campaign sure. against the CSG. Can you give us some sort of indication of what the feeling is amongst the Gippsland community on this question? Yeah, well, well, Andrew, for over 100 years, Gippsland has been the beef and daring heartland of Victoria. And we produce down here about 23% of Australia's milk, as well as some of the best beef in the country. And farming is the uh, the biggest employer in Gippsland uh, when food manufacturing is taken into the equation. And clearly, coal seam gas mining threatens all this. In our little part of Gippsland, that Conwick area that you talked about, 605 out of 615 locals signed off they wanted the area uh, gas field free. Now we attended the inquiry hearings um, in Sale and my partner Margaret addressed the inquiry panel and explained the health water, uh, methane, land subsidence, fire hazard and other problems experienced with this type of mining. And I guess our view is we're not against progress but there's been too many occasions where mining activity has been banned for the state and the taxpayer has been left to pick up for an operator's neglect in our view. And some of those, Andrew, you will remember because they impacted on uh, the metropolitan area like the Longford disaster, the gas, uh, where there was an explosion and deaths and it was an enormous impost in Victoria over quite some time. The taxpayer subsidy of water bores along the Gippsland coast where land uh, subsidence has occurred since the introduction of offshore mining and then only more recently, Andrew, last year was the 2014 Morwell Hazelwood fire has made Gippslanders nervous about the protection of their health and livelihood and safety of their communities. Now, the Naphthine governments, the previous governments, owned Hazelwood Mine Fire Inquiry Report reserved some of its harshest criticisms, not only for the mining company, uh, GDF Sewers, but also the regulatory process, including the, the role of the, the, the state's then chief health officer, Dr Rosemary Lester. So in essence, the feeling is against coal seam gas mining based on these sorts of experiences. In the media, one of the big uh, CSG companies, Chevron, has been running some very popularist ads trying to use key issues to try and trigger community support. So they're saying that they're doing the right thing, they're working with the community and, and on the environment. Down in the Gippsland area, of course, there's a question of employment. So it's, it's a, a big issue in the Latrobe Valley, uh, the high level of unemployment. How important is the CSG companies have been using the trigger of creating employment in the Latrobe area? How is that playing out in the community? Well, Andrew, um, I'd like to answer that by quoting from the ABC's conversation program of March 18 last year. And they say the reality is that the coal seam gas industry is currently so small, so small that the ABS 
Australian Bureau of Statistics does not publicise separate employment figures for just coal seam gas or the gas industry as a whole. Rather, the ABS only publicises data on the combined size of employment in the oil and gas industries. And according to the ABS in November 2013, uh, those are the things, figures I've most been able to get hold of, the combined oil and gas industry employed 23,300 people. That's nationally. And to put that into context, if you, um, if you go to your local Bunnings hardware store, it employs around 36,000 people. Now, the industry's peak body, the AWPEA, uh, ran a, a national multi-million dollar advertising campaign to coincide with the uh, last federal election. Uh, that the industry created an additional 100,000 jobs in 2012. In fact, what happened was that the ABC's research found that if the gas industry had been responsible for creating 100,000 jobs, then it would have been responsible for 58% of all jobs created in Australia that year. And the reality was that the industry was responsible for just 5.4%, only about one-tenth of what they had forecast. So in total, the, uh, the gas industry employed 0.2% of the Australian workforce in 2012. And, and I'll end that quote from the um, ABC's conversation. So clearly, uh, they're stretching the, the argument very much on, on um, employment. So just further to that question, you may be able to answer this. With, even with those figures, are they based on the initial establishment of the wells and then for the long term, those employment levels drop off significantly? Or is that yes, long-term yes, employment? Yes, that would be correct. Most of these wells will need a road graded into them uh, and they need to have gravel on the road so they're all year weather roads. Um, they've got to uh, bore the wells. Uh, and, and once all these things have happened, there's a, like there's, a, there's a major hit for employment initially but then it drops off once the, the wells are running. So you're, you're absolutely right. There's a, um, a number of phases to the, the whole project. But the, the clear thing is the jobs aren't there. The, what, they, what they claim uh, are not there. And, and as, a, as I indicated, the figures show that um, uh, the ABS statistics uh, don't show them very, very high at all in terms of employment. The other side uh, of that question is also the return to any farmers that allow these um, CSG wells on their property. Uh, I assume that the industry claims that there's going to be significant returns for the farmers and thereby to the community financial returns. What's the situation with the amount of money that actually would go back into the community? Is it what the industry is claiming? Well, we don't think it is. Um, we haven't had the experience of the wells being set up here in Victoria yet. There's only one uh, operational down in uh, Seaspray, Victoria, but it's not a huge amount of money. It varies. Our information is that it's commercial in confidence between the farmer and the, and the company, but uh, when you take all the factors into account, the, uh, the need to, to reclaim the area and so forth, afterwards we're not convinced and the advice we get from uh, New South Wales and Queensland would tend to indicate that farmers uh, they're not going to become multi-millionaires out of this it's not a huge amount of money. Another argument that the coal seam gas industry put up is that the community groups are being alarmist that it's a well-established industry that all the risks associated
associated with what they're doing have been dealt with and say the chemicals they use are not the worst type. So they're saying that all of the arguments against uh, the industry are misguided, alarmist, sensational. How do you respond to those comments from the industry? Well, Andrew, I'd encourage your CICD listeners to go on the internet. If you go on the internet, you'll find Lakes Oil's prospectus, which is a document which provides information for potential investors. Now, now Lakes Oil is the coal seam gas company that operates at Seaspray in Gippsland, and that's part of the Gina Reinhardt stable. And I'd like to quote from their own prospectus under the section Operating Risk, and this is what they've got to say. Quote, industry operating risks include the risk of fire, explosion, blowouts, pipe failures, abnormally pressurised formations and environmental hazards such as accidental spills or leakages of petroleum liquids, gas leaks, ruptures or discharges of toxic gases, the results of which could result in substantial losses to lakes oil due to the injury or loss of life, severe damage to or destruction of property, natural resources and equipment, pollution or other environmental damage, clean-up responsibilities, regulatory investigations and penalties and suspension of operations, the occurrence of which could result in substantial losses to lakes oil. And I'll end that quote, but, you know, that's out of the mouth of babes, if you like. So there you have it. Even the industry itself has to acknowledge the dangerous nature of this industry. Well, in fact, apart from the movie that was made a few years ago about the situation in the United States. There's a lot of community groups in a number of countries around the world that have investigated what the industry will do to the environment. Uh, You know, it's not just Australia, it's not just the United States. There's a a number of investigations that have been undertaken and they've found uh, that there's huge risks associated with this industry. Well, that's right. We um, organised a um, a Wyoming farmer to come over and address our our coal seam group in sale, and he explained just that. And, uh, in fact, the groups down here in Gippsland have made... It's three films now about this whole question. In fact, we've got a launch uh, Wednesday of this week uh, in Leongatha tomorrow night of... um, another film um, which highlights all those uh, risks that you indicated. I can also say that um, we're very, very pleased that um, local South Gippsland group down here where we live, the Coal Seam Gas Free Murder North Group has just won the state's Peak Environment Victoria Award for their work against coal and, and coal seam gas. So um, it's been a huge issue down here and there's been some tremendous recognition of uh, the people in South Gippsland, the struggle that they've put up and we'll continue to uh, to educate the communities, you know, via films, via actions. We had a rally only six weeks ago in Melbourne, a thousand people turned up and it's all taking up those questions that you've raised, the questions of the impact on the environment, the experiences overseas, the experiences in Queensland and in New South Wales. Listening again next week and hear part two of this interview with Bert Blackburn. Thank you for listening to Community Radio 3CR 855 on the AM dial. Tune in again next week to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament. I am Andrew Irving, looking forward to your company next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.